down here cause that hundred flow will leave you on the pavement and most of y'all like wait a minute the stuff that I be thinking is the stuff that Timmy out here boldly saying bow your heads close your eyes say a prayer God got purpose for your life stay prepared we went viral and we didn't know who cared shout out to all of y'all that clicked subscribe and shared hey, we are on our way Deathbed confessions, this is all I'll say Like my last $10, this is all I'll pay The basement's all-inclusive, this and all I'll stay Believers, church hurt, atheists, agnostics Deconstructionists and whatever your other optics Press B and let's see what can be When we ask the Holy Spirit to come between you and me Welcome to The Basement, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Tim Ross. I'm so grateful that you have tuned in. I'm grateful that you're enjoying the content. Grateful that you're down to be with us for like 30 minutes or three hours. Like, what's wrong with you? You have nothing to do. Or you do the longest workout sessions of all time. Anyway, I'm glad you're here. Um, uh, our uh, sponsor is Tome. And so I want you to download that app. I want you to get... Uh, your biblical IQ raised so high. I want you to uh, subscribe to these in incredible instructors, me just being one of them, uh, that want to literally give you a deep dive into God's word. So please check out uh, and download the Tome app today. Yo, I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited because I have in the basement with me today, Jen Morton. Jen Morton. Jen Morton is in the building. And let me give you some, let me give you some context, okay? Because, you know, all throughout season one, we had people saying, you know, it looks like the only people that go to the basement are people that only know Tim Russ. It's like he already knows them already. So why did we even fill out the form? Because he ain't even, he just bringing people he comfortable with and he know. And I'm like, no, that's not actually true. And I didn't mean to make you sound like that. You probably don't sound like that in real life. Um, yeah, I'm sure you don't sound like that. Um, but the first season, I mean, we didn't even know if anybody wanted to watch it. Like, we didn't know what we were doing. We just knew that God told us to get as many people to the basement as, as we could. And we didn't even know if anybody wanted to come to the basement beside us. True. Right? So that first that first couple of episodes, few episodes, well, all of episodes in season one, we were pulling people from the DFW Metroplex. And we happened to know them or know of them. That was coincidental. Cause we were just pulling names right so um uh but yo it's season two now you know what i'm saying it's season two now you know what i'm saying and so in season two 
we started looking at that Google Doc form, and we got a little boldness in the Holy Spirit, you know what I'm saying? And we was like, you know what? We about to get some straight-up strangers up in this piece. <laughs> we about to bring some strangers up in this piece. Yo. We don't know if they got Claymore strapped to their body. They going to blow up the whole basement, <laughs> so we don't do this no more. We don't know if they got razor blades underneath they mouth and they gonna cut us like they from new york we don't know if they got acid disguised as coffee they gonna throw it in our face i know that's super dark but the world is cray cray i mean i just brought dogs yeah <laughs> like you did dogs? you brought dogs and they're so cute and Thank you. the dogs are even welcome in the basement Thank you know what you. i'm saying so uh jen i'm glad you're here yeah. and um i i i genuinely am am so excited to know why you filled out that form why you wanted to come down to the basement like you drove from tulsa oklahoma to get here listen the emotions one so look this is what happened okay i filled out the form before okay during season one when you had that first guest yeah 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 did not submit it. I was like, no, because there's going to be somebody else that's going to come on the basement. You know, it's more qualified. Mm. You know, there's going to be somebody else who's going to have more to say. Mm. And maybe when they come on, they'll answer all the questions that mm. I have. Mm. So then cut to the second before last podcast of season one with mm -hmm. Pastor Mike mm -hmm. watching that. And for whatever reason, filled out the form, mm. submitted it. Mm. No going back. Mind you. I wasn't expecting y'all to reach out to me <laughs> the same day. What? I really wasn't. I was like, it's going to be months, maybe even a year. Like, they might even just skip me. There's probably, like, a bunch of people filling out forms for this basement thing. And I'm like, they're not going to call me. But then you call me same day. And I was just like, oh, God was like, for real, no takesies, backsies. You did the thing. So, like, we're doing it. So I was just like, oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Yo, that's crazy. It's wild. And there's no way they would have known that. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's, I love no taxis backseat. <laughs> no taxis backseat. Yeah, you can't go back from this. It's you in there now. I'm in here now. Like, wow. Holy Spirit was just like, ooh, ooh, you press the submit button. Yep. Mm hmm. Because, you know, my dogs just have to let you know that they know that you're here. It's fine. And let you know that, you know, they're also here. Yeah, absolutely. They like no sudden movements. Yeah, no, that's fine. We got we got everybody up in here. We got dogs in here that are guarding us, and I'm you know. fine with it. I, I, you know what? This is I. I love. Here's who I'm especially entertained by in my mind. I'm entertained by those that are only listening to the podcast, <laughs> and we're like vibing, and then dogs just start barking. <laughs> And then if they and if they're pet owners as well, they probably turned around to see if there was it's it was mine. their dogs. You know what I'm saying? Or if they're at the gym, they probably think they're being chased by a dog. So that's pretty dope. Um, I love that I'm the first one to bring a dog here. No, that's really dope. There's a first. For, listen, you're the first time guest and the first one to bring dogs. So double whammy. All right. So you you fit out this form. Mm -hmm. Same day, got a response, mm -hmm. and you said that. You like experienced all the emotions or? So like the devil was coming for me. He took every insecurity and was like poking at it. Wow. For three days before we got here. I was just wow. like, I don't think that I'm really qualified to be here. You know, the imposter syndrome got to me. Mm. 
um, just the nerves. And like, I was excited. I yeah, was just yeah, like, yeah, I get yeah. to be in the basement. I get yeah. to meet Pastor Tim Ross. I get to meet Tim Ross, the yeah. person, yeah. you know, and get to have a discussion about important things that the basement dwellers, that people, yeah. I hope, want to hear and yeah. listen to and maybe come back on and yeah. have a conversation with you in the future. Yeah. But the nerves yeah. getting here, like I was talking to my uh, roommate, my best friend, yeah. Yasmin, uh, about this, and I was just like, you know, I'm like, shout out to Yasmin, you know what I'm Yasmin. saying? She the one holding down the dogs right now. Yo. Let's go, Yasmin. Yo. Hold she down got the me dogs. Down here. Yeah, she you got know? you down she here. She got me down here, and she wouldn't have let me say no. So this is why I know it was really no Texas vaccines because mm. she just recently got back to Tulsa, mm -hmm. and then I filled out the form once again. Like I said, I didn't know you were gonna call me. Yep. Like the same day. Yep. And then Jazz is here, and I was like, well, I need somebody to drive me down, and. If you know my best friend, Jazz, she's an eight on the Enneagram. Mm -hmm. If you know anything about Enneagrams, Enneagrams are a challenger. Yeah. And she was like, ooh, challenge accepted. <laughs> We're not. No, you're doing this. You pressed the form. Wow. They said you coming out. Yeah. You know, so. Hey, shout out to Jasmine. Like, real quick, shout out to Jazz. We all need friends like, no, that's not even Jasmine. It's Yasmin? I call her Jasmine, Yasmin. It okay, really okay. <laughs> Yasmin, Jasmine, which one do you, which, what is your name? You don't need, she don't care. It's spelled with a Y? Yasmin, it's Yasmin. Okay, I'm going with the yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all need friends that will push us past our comfort zone. Really? So salute to you, girl. I appreciate that. And she's been like an integral part in my life as far as like pushing me to be better mm -hmm. and just to, you know, step out of my comfort zone. Yeah. So, but yeah, like on the drive here, on the, just the days leading up to this, I was yeah. just like, oh man, I, I really, I don't know if I should be on here talking about this stuff. Like mm. this is cause one, I'm kind of exposing myself yep. to complete and utter strangers Yep, yep, yep. and to friends and family members that might know an, a layer of me that they've never mm. known. So yeah, 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 yeah. to expose myself in that way, it was just like, Ooh. Hey, so, um, uh, would you give me permission to um, just maybe calibrate your thinking just a little bit? Yes, permission granted. Okay, you you are, um, the word exposed sounds terrifying, Yes. right? Like I wouldn't want to expose myself, you know what I mean? Um, but being vulnerable is very empowering. Yes. And... You know, down here in the basement, we say that vulnerability is our superpower, you know. And so um, you giving me, us, and the basement dwellers um, the gift of your vulnerability is um, altogether extravagant. Yeah. Um, and it's um, altogether humbling. Like in the that same hard. way that, you know, maybe you've heard these voices trying to say, you're not worthy to be down here. You don't have nothing to say. We are actually not worthy of your vulnerability. You don't even owe us wow. That's your good. vulnerability. So the fact that you're coming to give it as a gift, I'm thanking you. And I think the basement dwellers would thank you too. And um, the other, the flip side of that, that I'll say is, um, uh, when this podcast airs, 
Don't look in the comment section. <laughs> listen, listen. I really was like, Holy Spirit, activate, because you already know that, like, I'm going to want to look at those comments. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm, like, praying that nobody who I know watches it tells me anything about them comments. Like, just. Yeah, yeah. Well, well set a boundary around yourself, right? Like, I don't look at the comments for this podcast. Like, I don't know, like, positive or negative. Mm -hmm. um, it's better for my um, mental space, like my framework, and it's better for my mental health. Right. You know what I mean? Um, so I just encourage you, like when you're, when you're gonna, when you choose to be a vulnerable person, mm -hmm. you, you, you have to understand that the majority of people don't know how to steward vulnerability. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, most, th the average person is uncomfortable with vulnerability. Yeah. It's like, I don't know what to do with this. And so they either get super awkward or they start gossiping or they start trying to give you their opinion. Offended. You, they start getting offended, yeah. right? They, they, they hear like, you know, 30 seconds. That's what we've been dealing with since I started is mm -hmm. somebody here, you know, 90 seconds of what I have to say. And then they're like, he's going to hell. With gasoline draws. Gasoline draws? Yeah, that which is, that just sounds. Really excessive. It, it does. I'm already going to hell. I'm burning already. Like, why, why does flammable draws need to burn up my penis as well? It's just We're, not. I'm burning, yo. I'm already burning. My testicles don't need to be involved in this. I don't know why they're trying to extra extra crispy. Maybe right. that's I don't they like know. It. I don't know. I don't know. They like it extra crispy, whatever. and that's fine. That's on them. That's on them. Yep. So I like you already. I don't even know why you <laughs> want to what you want to talk about, but I already like listen, you already. So where do you want to start? Yeah. Where do you wherever you want to start? So listen. Like Tim. this is the most. This is water. Water fluid. I love this it. This is this is water. Water, and I can flavor it if I want to. That, that's what I'm talking about. You can yes. put the little. Mio, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Squirt some strawberry juice. In there I'm ready to flavor it. Mm -hmm. Um, so Tim, this is what happened. I had a bone to pick with you mm. because you came down to Transformation Church. <laughs> you preached, "Help, I'm horny," mm -hmm. and then had the audacity to leave, like straight up <laughs> bounced. And I was like, "We not gonna get a part two to this, or?" <laughs> You're not going to leave me on read like that. <laughs> I was like, wait, hold, hold on, hold on. What if I got questions? Where's the panel? Like, wait a minute. I was upset. I was like, no, he didn't just come down here, upset my world, and then didn't even give me some water to, like, <laughs> cool off, take, take the edge off, nothing. Wow. Yeah, okay. I was feeling some type of way. Okay. Mind you, I'm also a four on the Enneagram, so, like, emotions are, got like, it. Yeah. I will cry at the drop they're, of a hat. They're, they're bubbling. They're bubbling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, a two. Love that. So I'm a helper. And I love that you want to help me, but I you didn't help me in that moment. Okay. Understood. <laughs> we're going to call a thing a thing. You didn't help me in that moment. Like, okay. you helped me, but you didn't, like, help me. Got it. Understood. You know I mean? Understood. So, I helped and not helped at the same time. Yes. And okay. I was just like, you know, it was a powerful testimony. It was a powerful sermon. And I was just like, now, see, look, I ain't never heard a pastor, preacher, preach on this yeah in the way that it's been preached like yep. i mean you said vagina and i was just like yeah yo <laughs> he said vagina and penis yeah and i was just like that's that's a thing okay so 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 let me give you a little bit of like 
context to my philosophy. Okay, go ahead. God created our bodies, mm-hmm. and um, and and Scripture says that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. Right. Right. And so I'm like, I you know. I, I was born in sin, shaped in iniquity, and got exposed to a bunch of stuff. Right? I was sexually abused when I was eight by a teenage boy, and then I got exposed to pornography when I was 12 and um, found my penis and put my hands on it and felt good. And so masturbation was like my, it was my self-soothing. It's the way I numb myself from the pain of my trauma. Mm-hmm. And so um, uh, I go through all the, all these years of, holding these secrets of my sexual abuse of this trauma of you know being being a porn addict at that point mm-hmm. um I was a late bloomer sexually I, I think I lost my virginity at 18 it was um underwhelming um and uh I then I gave give my life to Jesus at 20 and so I'm like okay I give my life to Jesus and like I'm I, I'm this open openly sexual creature like I've been my 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 sexuality was turned on at eight years old which it should never have been turned on at eight and and then I start reading through scripture and I understand God created our bodies and God created sex and sexuality and the whole nine and so I'm like why are we like in the church using code words for stuff God created like he created the penis like he created it like Pornhub didn't create the penis. Right. You know what I mean? Like the porn industry didn't create a penis and a vagina right. and breast and buttholes. They just used it. He, they just, right? They just used it. So, sorry. Ab um, used it. Abused yeah, it. Yeah, they abnormally used yes. it, right? And so, uh, like, I just felt like there needs to be, if Jesus is a, is uh, a redeemer of those that are in sin, then he also redeems the narrative that sin gave us right. on things like sex and sexuality. Mm-hmm. And as a result, I'm just like, I'm not going to sheepishly tiptoe around words that are like, it would be another thing. I know I'm, we're about to lose, we're about to lose a thousand subscribers, right? In five, four, three, two, one. If I said dick, <laughs> Or pussy. Yep. That's that's the that's you know a, what I'm saying? That's a trigger. Okay, word. that that would be okay, that's crass, that's nasty, that's but we use it all the time. But okay, okay so thank you, right? <laughs> but 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 penis and vagina, that's what it's called. It's that's like the, the literal medical It's the literal medical biological terminology for the anatomy on a human being. Yes. And God gave it to us. And if I'm going to really step into a discussion that has to do with sex and sexuality, if I can't use penis, vagina, clitoris, uh, testicles. Technical terms. Anus, right? What are we doing? Yeah. Right? And 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 the, the Bible's way more graphic. Okay, listen. I'm kind of like a baby Christian. Okay. So, like, my mom was like, you know, just start off reading Genesis. Read it like a story. And I was just like, I feel like you're giving me bad advice. But, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> um, read Genesis, and I'm not even finished with it. Like, I'm still kind of like, I go back and forth. Yeah, but, yeah. And, like, I'm like, um, mom, just real quick, you weren't going to tell me <laughs> that they really going in? Like, God... 
God is a whole gangster. Whole. Like, he ain't, listen, he said, I'm, 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 I'm over it. And that was by chapter six. Right? It wasn't like... I didn't even get to, like, Exodus. Listen. Before... Genesis 1 is, like, the most beautiful creation. God, for God created the heavens and the earth. Right? Genesis 2 is like, and then he made man from the dust of the ground. And then he go ahead, put go him ahead. to sleep. And then he pulled out a woman. Right? And 2 is, like, super beautiful. And they were naked and not ashamed. 3, chapter 3, sin. <laughs> that part. Kicked out of the garden. That chapter part. 4, murder. <laughs> Chapter number five, genealogy. Chapter number six, drowned everybody. Yo, it was the drowning part for me because he was like, I'm getting real sick and tired of my children. Yo. And I'm like, he was really out here. Like, and you know, you ju- that statement just made 82 people become agnostic atheists, you know, hybrids, because they're like, God would never drown his kids. I no longer like Christianity. Bye. But, but he, this is the, it's the whole book. Like he did it. Like keep reading. It gets better. Like it's better. not the whole story. It's no, just... it gets better. <laughs> it gets better. It gets better. It does get better. It does get better. It does. Like by the time we get to Jesus, I'm like, okay. Yes, it's so nice Ooh, when we get it's here. It's like warm and fuzzies. Yeah. Absolutely. He just had to like just rip the bandaid off first. Yes. Which I appreciate. I, I love God that he ripped the bandaid off first. He's yes. just like, you know what? I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Yep. Old Testament yep. was wilding out here. And it's yeah. fine. We were in the beginning. It was the creation. It was right. the beginning stages. Yeah, absolutely. So this was before Jesus. So yeah, of course for sure. when we get to the New Testament, it's like, okay. Yeah, for sure. We can breathe. That's but right. like God had to go off. through a lot of humanity. Yes. Um, and and you know, I always always imagine it this way. Like you you think about because I've I've actually had some somebody tell me that they can't follow Jesus because he wasn't black. Like, so I can't relate to him. I can't relate to somebody that was just like some Israelite guy from over there, like in the Middle East. And like, you know, I can't identify with that. And I think that's right. the white man's religion. Right. And I'm like, so so Jesus needs to be black in order for you to worship him. And like, yeah, if he was black, I'd feel better. And I'm like, so then Mexicans don't have to follow. Right. Koreans don't have to follow. People from Sweden don't have to follow. Like, like what ethnicity did you want him to be? Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, so it's a very... Um, uh, yeah, it's just a is like like there's patience that has to come with the narratives narrative of scripture and right. unless the Holy Spirit breathes on it and opens your eyes, yeah, I can see why you wouldn't want to follow Jesus. Right. So, and I think that's the, I think that's the issue. It's like when you start reading the Bible, but you don't invite Holy Spirit in. That's when it's like, well. Yeah, it's it's like this. This is yeah. This is exactly this is this this piece of literature disturbs me, and uh, I'd rather not anymore. Exactly. Yeah. So, but if you don't know the Holy Spirit, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, if you don't know Jesus, then yeah, it's gonna be a hot mess. Yeah. When it's different when you um, give your life to Christ, and then you have Holy Spirit, and you can, even if it's shyly, tentatively ask like Holy Spirit, I'm about to start reading this. This word, your yeah. word, God. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't really know what I'm about to get into. So if you could just yeah. be yeah. with me yeah. in For the sure. process. Absolutely. And that's literally how I went into it. But this is after I got saved. But mind you, so I was baptized as a child. Okay. But it wasn't a baptism. Okay. Like, I gave my life to Christ when I was 
I want to say eight. I don't really remember the age, but it was out of a fear response. Understood. And I was just like, I didn't want to go to hell. Yeah. Like what I understood was that, you know, once a child gets to a certain age of understanding and you don't give your life to Christ, it's over for you. Like it's it's either this or hell. Yeah. I was just like, well, I don't want to particularly burn. Right. (laughs) As an eight year old, I love that you were coming to that conclusion. Listen, I was just like, you know, Saturday morning cartoons. It's like, okay, this is this great Spider-Man episode. And I particularly don't want to die. I don't want to die. Yeah. Yeah. Like for eternity. Yeah. Just keep on dying. Yeah. That's not, that doesn't sound cool. That's not cool. I want to go to heaven. I want to see what they got up there. Yeah. 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 Fire and brimstone, I get that part. I don't, don't want to yeah. do that. So cut to however many years later. I'm 30 years old. I'm in a belong group. Okay. And at this point, I was struggling with my, you know, relationship with Christ because I grew up in the church. Yeah. Uh, I grew up in a black Baptist church. Okay. Um, you know, God was preached to us in mm. a specific way. Of course. Not in the way you preached it because they didn't give us, you know, they gave us the nice, yeah. you know, covered terms. Yes, Instead absolutely. of the... Yeah. Be out here. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. cut to that. And my, I was struggling with like, you know, I can't, you know, even if I give my life to Christ, he's not going to, I can still be sent to hell. Like that was my thought mm. process. I was like, I, I could still be sent to hell. Wow. Even if I get saved because I'm still sinning. Wow. I'm still doing all these things. Like I'm still addicted to pornography. Yep. I still, you know, have an attraction to women. Yep. Um, all these other things. I'm like, I have all these sins in me. And yep. like, unless I get it together, mm. I can't, give my life to Christ. Cause there, cause in my mind, like I said, I, I just thought like, I'm going to still go to hell yeah. even if I'm saved, yeah. which doesn't make sense yeah, yeah, yeah. when you, when you understand it, Correct. but Correct. you know, when you don't, yeah. you're just like, yeah, this is it. Yeah. So I was in the B group and I was telling them, you know, I want to give my life to Christ. I want to understand this whole God thing. And y'all keep saying God is love. And that was another thing I was struggling with was understanding God as love and not yeah. God as this mean white guy in the sky that's gonna punish me. I really like listen, mean I had a very white act- guy. You okay. <laughs> you gotta take me slower. Because I like I have the most vivid imagination of I do all. Too. Which is why which is why I know for a fact the enemy wanted to pollute it with pornography because it's a gift up here. Yeah. I, I can't even take credit for it. Like I literally see everything people say. I literally see everything I read. So, so a lot of, when I'm preaching, people go, oh my God, you don't have any notes. It's like, well, I watched a movie. Right. Nobody ever came out of the Avengers movie with like notes like, oh, then I got, okay, that's on page two. Let me tell you what Hulk did to Loki. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? He said, puny God. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, (laughs) no, you watched it and, and And it happened. It it happened. So when you say white God, (laughs) In the sky, I'm so weak. Listen, I'm so weak. Trying I have to look such at a vivid guy. imagination. Yeah, me too. And I've always had weird dreams as a kid, so mm. like this is just normal for me. So of course, I thought, you know, he's just this big old mean white guy in the sky, just ready to send me to hell at a drop at the drop of a hat. Yeah. So I was just like, you know, he don't love me. That's yeah. not a god that loves me. Yeah. That's how I understood him at the time, and you know. I, one of the girls in my B group, she was like, so now we were talking about, you know, I was like, I'm not sure if I really want to do this. I'm not sure what, what's holding me back. And she was like, so what, so what is holding me back? Like a very simple, like caught off guard, just so what's stopping you? Yeah. And I was just like, I mean, you know, (laughs) 
I just, you know, I don't know. You know he, <laughs> like, that's, that's the question that trips you up. Yeah, that yeah, makes yeah, you, yeah. like, think about what you just said. Right, right, and right. And I was right, like, right. well, you know, I got to get right. She's like, do you, though? I mean, I, I, that's what I thought. No, you don't, you don't have to get right. You just got to accept them. And I was just like, oh, okay. Okay, so can I drop a bar real quick? Drop a bar. Because I just, I felt it as soon as you said it. Um, we don't get right. We get righteous. Yes. And it ain't us. Man. It ain't our righteousness. Man. The moment we confess Jesus Christ as Lord, we are made righteous. That's a positional thing. God takes you from here and puts you over here, mm-hmm. and you are made righteous. Right. We ain't righteous. We are made righteous right. because of what he's done. Freedom is the thing. And see, listen, when I say the trajectory since getting baptized for real, for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And really accepting and Jesus. And when was that? When was that? So I was, it was last year in okay. July, I cool. believe. Um, my 30th, right before my 30th birthday. Awesome. And, um, and I decided, I was like, okay, I'm going to just. Take a leap of faith and, you know, I want to know God as love. Because I hear the, you know, you hear the scripture, God is love yeah. all the time. But I didn't understand that God is love. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. give my life to Christ. And the trajectory that I've been on, like from then to now is insane. Wow. Just like all the stuff that I'm learning, just the amount of love, like the intimate relationship that he has with me. Like, for me, because yeah, yeah. it's different with everybody. Yeah, for sure. He talks to me in a certain way. He understands my emotions. Uh, recently, I was I was really struggling. Like my roommate goes on two month sabbaticals. She does. She says she doesn't, but she does, <laughs> she leaves me for two months. I think it's because she doesn't love me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> she goes on. She went to a, a army internship, and you know I was at home by myself with the dogs, and so that's a lot of quiet time. Mm. It's just a lot of time to be. By yeah, yourself and yeah, let yeah, yeah. whatever's coming in, yeah, 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 come yeah, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I was at this point where I was kind of getting upset with God. I was having like these anxiety attacks, and like I was just like, God, you're not here with me. I need you to like speak to me. Mm. I need you to like show up and show out because I don't feel like you're here. Mm. And like one testimony, so like my car broke down. Um, so it, it didn't break down. The tire was flat. Yeah, I'm. I drove over to my acute, acute gas station right after work. Had no idea my tire was on a flat until this guy comes up. He's like, hey, did you know that your tire's on a flat? And I was just like, no, I had no idea. So I'm like, well, that's awesome. I had to figure out how to do this. Mind you, I have no insurance. Mm-hmm. I don't have AAA. Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm going to have to call some friends, call some family, and be like, can y'all help a girl out? Yeah. And he was like, well, I can put the tire on for you the the spare tire on for you and I was like okay um and mind you the Holy Spirit really really settled my spirit in that moment because generally when a stranger is like I want to do something for you mm-hmm. I immediately go and it's a man mm-hmm. so immediately I'm just like generally immediately I'm like what's he want yeah he's gonna want something mm. or he's gonna try something mm. but I didn't feel that yeah in that moment I just felt he's just here to help me out yeah so then he couldn't we both didn't know how to put the spare tire on then he offered to call AAA. I was like, well, I don't, I don't have the money. Like, I can pay you back. He's like, no, 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 don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. AAA says they can't be here within until like three hours later. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, we ain't got time for that. Mm-hmm. So then he's like, well, if you can drive down to the tire shop, I'll pay to put a tire on your car. 
Wow. Wow. Very wow. That's awesome. And I was just like, I was like, are you sure? Because like I can I can pay you back. Like yeah, yeah. I can pay you back. He's yeah. like, no, no, no. Get to the tire shop and they're like, well, we can replace this tire, but this other tire is gonna go out very soon. So you're gonna need two tires. And he pays for both tires. Three hundred dollars. Wow. Didn't need anything from me, didn't want anything from me, just said, pay it for it when you can. And I was like, if that ain't confirmation that God is here with me, for sure. I don't know what is. And then I'm taking you a step because this this year has been like wild. Yeah. So fast forward, had another just depressive episode. I thought after that testimony, I was like, we're on a trajectory. God's yeah. going to like push me yeah. into the stratosphere. <laughs> and then he was like, hold up, <laughs> chill out. And I was just like, hold up. Yeah. No, we, we in there. Let's go. Let's keep going. And yeah, he's just yeah. like, no, 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 just sit here. And I was mad upset I was mad at God I was cursing him out I was just like you got me you started me off you got me all excited and then you don't stop me you don't stop me in the middle of everything I love it mad and I was frustrated with him I was like I don't want to talk to you I'm gonna do that I don't want to I don't wanna do anything that you want me to do I'm not gonna try and please you and I did whatever I wanted to do for like two weeks mm. two whole weeks and then how did it feel not good mm. it felt good in the moment because you know, pornography and masturbation mm -hmm. feels good. Mm -hmm. You know, um, watching all the TV that you want to watch, eating all the things you want to eat, mm -hmm. doing whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. It feels good in the moment. Mm -hmm. But then when you lay your head down to sleep and it's quiet again. Yep. Yep. It's just, well, that didn't fill me up. Yep. So. No one escapes the pillow. No one. Absolutely no one. No one escapes the pillow. Yeah. And after that, um, I was just like, you know, I don't, I don't want to feel this way anymore. And like, you know, I'm going to the Bible study and we're talking about it. And I'm, you know, being very vulnerable with my Bible study uh, group and everything. And I was just like, I'm frustrated. I'm like, I'm, I just don't know what to do. I don't know what he wants from me. Yeah. And so fast forward, I'm, you know, talking to my, my baptism sister. Cause I didn't get to just get baptized by myself. I got baptized with another friend of mine, Jessica. Yeah. And yeah. from now on, we're just baptism sisters. We just have a yeah. spiritual yeah, for sure. sibling relationship. Yeah. And every time she calls, I already know God's about to, like, speak to me mm -hmm. through her. Mm -hmm. So she was actually going through something, and I thought, you know, I'm helping her out, you know. But then in that moment, as we're talking, I'm like, God, you're still here. Mm -hmm. You were still here after I decided to be rebellious mm -hmm. and do whatever I wanted to do. And you just waited for me. Mm -hmm. You understood every, every frustration, every little anger, every little blurb I had and just was like, I'll still be here. Yeah. I still love you. Yeah. You can be frustrated. I know it's frustrating. Yeah. But I had to slow you down. Yeah. Because if I keep pushing you, you're going to run out of steam. Yeah. And you still have some things to work out. Yeah. As far as trusting me, as far as loving me. But there it was. And I was just like, wow, that was, that was love. It, it, isn't it, isn't it so um, relieving to know how unpetty God is. Look, coming from a petty person, <laughs> I'd be like, that's hilarious. The patience that you have with me is beyond. Big time. Because I know ain't no person, man, woman, they, them on this earth, other than my dog, has patience with me. <laughs> I swear, God gave us dogs and he was like, I just need like, you ought to have something on this earth that can put up with you. That's hilarious. 
I wonder if do all pet owners think like that? Yes. Like you're gonna love me unconditionally and Yes. Except, Except cats. Yeah, I'm sorry. Cats, cats don't do that? Sorry, cat owners. We I don't own cats, but cats are really petty and I don't they think that they own you, not you own them. And I ain't about that life, so <laughs> um that's hilarious. You know, I just I got a dog and a dog. She loves me. She yeah. just she's just like you're weird and yeah. I still love you. I'm still gonna be here. Yeah. You're crying in your closet and I want to be in there with you while you're crying in your closet. Oh my god, that's giving me sermons. I can't take that. L- listen, I'll start crying. L- I will too. Jeez, that's crazy. I'm a big crier. I swear. I am too. I will cry. Like listen, if you put Inside Out, like the movie, in front of me, you set me up for failure. That's all I'm saying. Like, you set me up for failure. Like, the I know. The Pixar movie. The Pixar With movie. With the emotions inside the Listen, little girl's brain. I will I love up that movie. I'm like, if you're not about to put me in a, like, a blanket burrito, you set me up for failure. You just want to see me cry. Blanket burrito. Yes. Sounds amazing. It doesn't it, though? All right, I got to read this verse. Um, uh, th- this, because you, it just popped in my head. So this is 2 Timothy uh, chapter 2. Verses 11, 12, and 13. Uh, Paul's writing. He says this. This is a, this is NLT. Uh, this is a trustworthy saying. If we die with him, he will also live. We will also live with him. If we endure hardship, we will reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. If we are unfaithful, he remains faithful. For he cannot deny himself. Mm. <laughs> yes. Like you cheated on God for two weeks. For two weeks. And, and he, he knew w- it, like blatantly and, did it. And he was still faithful to you. Still there. Like was waiting for you to come back. Just waiting. Like, like did I'll you ha- be here. Did you have fun out there? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And not like in a like a petty. No, like, no, 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 like, no. It's like, it's I'm, like I'm so glad you're back. Yes. I very hated welcoming. that you. I hated that we didn't have time for two weeks. Right. Well, catch me up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. That part. Like. (laughs) That part. It was like the revelation. I was just like, God, I know I told you to show up and show out, but you ain't got to get like. Yeah. Now you're just being show offy. Yeah. 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 But he can be show offy. Yeah. He can. And I love it. I love it. I do, too. So. I absolutely love it. But that was, I mean, this is just in the span of a year. Mind you, right after. (laughs) I like to say, mind you, because yeah. I'm like, because you know, that's just how. I do. Um, <laughs> um, right after I got baptized, um, the month later, I get fired from my job. So like, that was like, <laughs> okay, yeah, all right. I just gave my life to Christ. Uh-huh. Everybody's speaking into me. They're like, your life is gonna be big. You know, God's gonna do this for you. Da 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 da. This is all while I'm like. At my job, praying, I'm like, Lord, if I don't need to be in this job, take me out. Mind you, I didn't put, like, specifics in that prayer. <laughs> so that's, like, that's on me. That's on me. I didn't put specifics in the prayer. So he said, oh, okay, well, this, this is not for you, so. Yeah. Deuces. Yeah. You out. And I was just like, all right. And I was just like, okay, it's weird that I'm I'm grieving, but I also have peace. Yeah. In this situation. Because, like. Between me and my roommate, we ain't got no money. How we gonna pay for this apartment? This apartment costs more than us. More than these dogs. Listen, as far as, listen, we're gonna put a value on it right at this moment. We was broke. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, I don't know how we gonna pay 
to like pay for this apartment and pay to get into a new apartment because we had to move out. Yeah. So I was just like, we needed movers. Yeah. We ain't had no help. So yeah. I was just like, we out here. We out here. All right, God, do your thing. Yeah. And he did the thing. Pay for the apartment. Pay for the rent for the next apartment. Wow. Pay for the movers. Wow. All of that. And like, and still, so next year had a whole like, I'm breaking up with you, God, for like two weeks. Still did it. After all that blessing. After all of that blessing. Still did it. And it was just like. And what precipitated that? The breaking up with Jesus. Yeah, the second one. The second breaking up with Jesus? Yeah. Um, Like, okay, so the second breaking up with Jesus was it was a frustration it was just kind of like okay trajectory yeah. trajectory we're going through this thing all right let me just say this because like you are so normal so normal and i'm grateful to hear you sharing this because um what you are speaking i have lived in several iterations mm -hmm. the the ebb and flow of a relationship with Jesus where in, in some seasons you are right on his heels, mm -hmm. right? You are literally covered in the dust of your rabbi as the Jewish people would say. Mm -hmm. And, and then in other seasons, for whatever reason, you're like Peter following him at a distance. I can still see him. Mm -hmm. I would still call myself a follower of Jesus internally but if you ask me outwardly i might cuss you out right that was literally what peter did mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. he was following jesus from a distance and then when somebody was like wasn't you with him he was like i wasn't with him beep, 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 yeah. right and just went off so it's like that that I, I just i just really appreciate your um your authenticity mm -hmm. to talk about what it's been like to be a believer in jesus christ for what two years or Basically. yeah and have that ebb and flow it's yeah. not like i'm on fire for jesus and i'm out having a revival in my park every day yeah that ain't it and i think that's the that's the miscommunication in a lot of churches yeah. is that you know when you get saved it's all going to be hunky-dory it's, it's all been great it's got me a bunch of blessings yeah and that's just not how it is well it's not not only is it not how it is jen it doesn't say that in the bible it doesn't like Good I, Lord. He even says long suffering, like the whole like fruits of the spirit. You going to suffer, boo? Well, Jesus literally said, and it's in red in this life, you shall suffer persecution. He was not handing people 12 dozen roses. Not at all. Talking about so glad you made it in. Rest of your life is Gucci. If that was the case, everybody be a believer in Jesus Honestly. right now. And yet. Here we are. Yeah. People still, and you know, I have this conversation a lot of the times with like even the non-believers in my life and the the new believers in my life, and I'm like, you know, this ain't just gonna be like, it's just gonna be all roses. Right. Like, there will be days where it's great. Yeah. But there are gonna be days where you like, Lord, I'm literally falling and I'm waiting for you to catch me, but yeah. like. I'm about to hit the ground yep. any, any moment now, yeah. any second. And yeah. he's just like, and it feels like he's silent. Yep. And that was, that was, that had been my struggle a lot of the times. Cause it felt like God just went radio silent on me. And I was just like, yeah, what the heck we were, we had a momentum. We yeah. had a, 
we're having conversations and then nothing. Yeah. And it's not that he went silent on me that as I'm starting to learn now, it's just that he was just like, I just need to slow you down yep. because you, you're going too fast. Yeah. And like, you're missing all the, all the beauty. Yeah. Like my struggle is I don't, I'm not really good at living in the present moment. Mm. Like when pastor Mike did here is holy. I was just like, ew, I don't, I don't want it. I <laughs> don't <laughs> not here, Jesus. I just love the fact that you're going to church, listening to sermons, and then walking out like, yeah, that one sucked. I didn't like that at all. I mean, like, I, don't I liked I it. I don't receive that in my spirit listen. at all. Thanks for the word, Holy Spirit, but yeah. Ew. I don't like Tim at all. Just listen. Help him hardy piss me off. You were on my hit list for here, a minute. Here is holy trash. Mike, try again. Like, this right. is hilarious. Who does this? Who you does do. Jen does. You're right. I love it. You're right. She does this. <laughs> but... I mean, that's how I felt. Like, I was just yeah. like, you know, here is holy. And I'm like, here? Right, right here. Yeah. Because, like, Lord, I ain't got no job. Yeah. Man, I, ain't got no, I ain't got no money. Yeah. You want me to work at Target, Lord? Target? Yeah. <laughs> In Bixby, Oklahoma? I'm dead, me. Listen. This is hilarious. I was like, Target. Like, just hold on, Lord. I was, cause I was a medical assistant. Okay. okay. You know, I'm just like, you know, like, I, you know and, I, and I didn't like being a medical assistant. Let's just. Be honest, I yeah. didn't like doing it. Yeah. But I was just like, okay, you want to take me from medical assistant to Target? Yeah. Lord. Yeah. As a as a cashier. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> just like real quick. Are you sure? Like, you want me to like you're setting me up for CEO, right? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm gonna walk in automatic promotion. <laughs> yes. Oh ready for gosh. it and he was just like no like you're gonna be like a guest advocate you're gonna do the not so fun work and i've been doing it and i'm just like tarjet lord yeah you teaching me some because it's patience thing well well i was about to say it sounds like you're in that season that we all go through as believers and it's in in you know 24 to 36 months is usually if you do it right mm -hmm. that's when he's that's when he starts like stomping stuff out of you. Yes. That ain't supposed to be there. That part. Like yes. he comes after it violently. That that's Shh. like that's like the um that's the part of giving your life to Jesus that people don't want to talk about. They don't want to talk about, right? <laughs> it's like give your life to Jesus, everything's gonna be great. And and it is and it isn't, right? Mm -hmm. Because Because you have to change. That's the part that people don't want to accept. And, and this is why it's so easy to reject yeah. Jesus is because we we don't calibrate the love of God mm -hmm. with the transformational work of God. Yeah. And so we keep telling people it's better on this side and give your life to Jesus and all that kind of stuff. And then when they they do it under these false pre pretenses right. that 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 have been given by whatever preacher or church uh, construct. And so people come in thinking, well, okay, Jesus loves me just like I am, which he does. But he never intended to keep you just like you were. Exactly. And so he starts coming after pride, arrogance, selfishness, lust, low self-esteem, rejection. Listen. You know what I mean? All the things. And 
when that stuff starts hitting you, you start going, I didn't sign up for this. Like, I don't want to follow you no more. I'm, I'm tired. Yeah, that yeah. Was, that, was, that was literally my it's exhausting. dialogue with God. I was yeah. just like, I'm exhausted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that Spiritual was heart transformation to, is exhausting. It's exhausting. And I would, and that's ugly. I took a break. And I yeah. was like, I need a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, tired. Yeah. Like, yes, I want to feed my flesh. And you tell me I can't feed my flesh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Gross. Okay, so, 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 so that I'm grateful you said that because when, we all need a break. Yes. Right? But if we don't have healthy outlets mm -hmm. for that, that's when it's really easy to run back to right. what has been familiar right. and unhealthy. Mm -hmm. Right? But it's familiar. Right. Because you're like, I need to get up off this operating table. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to the club and I'm doing 11 shots. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's right. like, no, don't go to the club and do 11 shots. You're going to get drunk again and not remember the day. Like, you know what right. I mean? Exactly. It's like, so we got to have, we got to have healthy outlets for that. And when we don't, it's just way too easy to go back to what we're and that's, familiar with. I'm still learning, you know, for sure. how to cope without just... Yeah, 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 know, yeah. Letting go. Off, yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. Falling completely <laughs> off. Falling completely off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I was grateful that he was like, I'm still here. Yeah. That was the whole lesson was just that, like, you keep thinking that I, I'm going to leave you. And, like, you have this problem with trusting me yeah. and thinking that every time you do something bad, which comes from shame, it comes from guilt. Yeah. Um, but every time you do something bad or you think it's not pleasing to me or da 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 da, you think I'm just going to. Yeah. Disappear on you. I haven't disappeared. Right. Like I'm silent because you need to process what happened. Yeah, for sure. I'm silent because you didn't need me to talk. You just needed a hug. Mm. And I want to give you a hug, but you yeah. don't want to you don't want to hug me. <laughs> so Jen. I'm, yeah. I am digging you. <laughs> I love it. Dope. I like to be digged. All right. So so <laughs> let me let me um because you said something a little while back and I'm sure some of the basement dwellers was like, hmm? Yeah. Was it the queer thing? Yeah. Yeah. The 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 same sex attraction, mm -hmm. which I know there's a lot of dwellers that Yo. are dealing with this and like you're you're my first guest to yes. to say this and, and I didn't even know if you were a believer. Like this is like, no, I'm, I, I you I know what I'm saying? Like this is this is this is how how you know ambiguous the process is you know what i mean yes. we have a little thing that you have to fill out but you could tell us whatever you want you, right. you know what i'm saying and so i i want to know how you're holding that tension and um and i want to talk about it as much as you feel comfortable again mm -hmm. you're giving us the gift of your vulnerability but i i i, I leave that in your hands so mm -hmm. you could literally if i ask you anything you could just literally be like yeah i'm not doing that right so we're gonna keep talking about these dogs you know what i'm saying you, you take the <laughs> conversation wherever you want but um so that was that was the other struggle with coming here because i was just like if i'm not vulnerable with this mm -hmm. i'm gonna miss out on something mm. or somebody else is gonna miss. like there's mm. gonna be a blessing that's missed in general mm. but i knew i had to do it because yeah. i put it in my bio yeah but and i was just like okay lord you pre let me press the submit button yeah, yeah, yeah. and i have to be vulnerable like this is a vulnerable space lord yeah. so like holy spirit you if you don't activate up in here yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like we throw in hands. Um, <laughs> you know, me and God have a very special. I, he can handle it. You know, he can handle it. Um, so uh, I've 
like I never experienced any like sexual abuse. Okay. Um, but for as long as I can remember, I've had a sexual attraction to yeah. women. Okay. Like even as a young child. Yeah. Um, and growing, and I didn't realize that it was wrong mm -hmm. until like late middle school, early high school. Okay. And like I essentially in early high school got like dragged out of the closet, so to speak. Oh, I'm so sorry. It was it, uh, it was a it was a struggle by someone who was also gay. So it was it was a that's weird. It is very weird, very weird. W was 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 it because they were out and you were in? No. Oh, they were in the closet. Too? They were technically in the closet. Okay. Um, but out at you. But outing me. And then came out the next the next semester and was like, no, 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 we're friends. It's cool. Da, da. Like nothing happened. And I was just like, wow. and when I say God has had to work with me on forgiveness and grace and peace with that. I can't imagine. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. so, you know, having this sexual attraction to women and then, you know, growing up in a black Baptist church, knowing that it's wrong and that it's like you're going to hell like the yeah. you know, that's what every queer person here is, you know, yeah. every and I identified as bisexual understood um bisexual queer however you want to yeah, yeah, yeah with that um and i was just like well i didn't know it was bad like i mean like i appreciated that like she's beautiful is a beautiful woman yeah and i wasn't and that was before porn for me yep. for real and shortly after that porn started getting introduced into my life understood and then the porn addictions and that's when i was really starting to feel shame and yeah. guilt about it as well as the queer part, because yeah. it's wrong, you're going to hell, da 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 da. Yeah. And like I carried that secret for like a long time. Yeah. And but like out in the world, I was free to do right. whatever. Right. I didn't have to keep it a secret to the world because the world's already out there. Right. Um, but in my smaller circles, in my family, yeah. Um, with certain friendships, yeah. I was just like, I can't yeah. I can't let that be out. Yeah. So when I put that in my profile, I was like, okay, Lord, I'm going to have to expose this. And so this is the other thing that I had a beef with when you preached help, I'm horny. Cause you went over, you know, and I, it was a great sermon. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I said, I'm not out of love. I was just like, <laughs> we about to scrap. Um, <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. Um, it's like sibling relationships. Y'all don't fight. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, and you were talking about, um, and then, you, then you had your basement podcast. It was the maybe second episode, mm -hmm. I think. And you were talking about Disney plus and all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you were telling a story about a friend of yours who, and I'm paraphrasing, you can correct me if I'm wrong. You're yeah. talking about this friend who, you know, cries himself to sleep because they can't yeah. intimately, physically intimately be with the one they love because yeah. it's a sin. And I was, yeah. and I was struggling like that one stung. Yeah. It stung a little bit. And I was just like, well, God, I don't, you know, I, I'm not <laughs> Lord. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm not really jiving with this. Cause I'm like, you're telling me I attraction's not a sin. Correct. And I have the sexual attraction to a woman, but I can also love this woman. Mm -hmm. But I can't physically intimately be with her. That's a miserable existence and I know, I know you don't want me to be miserable. So I'm like give me clarity, give me peace, help me reconcile with it. Yeah. I, I you know whatever it is, but I like if I need to go on this podcast and ask some questions and we going to ask these questions, yeah, but I was just, sure. but that was, that was one of the main questions. I was like, so how do you, how are we having peace with that? How yeah. are we reconciling with it? Cause that does, that just sounds like a miserable life to live. Yeah. To not be able to love 
the person that you love, but then you also can't love someone of the opposite sex because you don't have that attraction for the opposite sex. So I was just like, I can't, I gotta just, because attraction is supposed to help with the, Connection. You know, the connection. Yeah, absolutely. The wholeness part, a- yeah. aspect of it. But I can't be whole. Yeah. And that, that was a wild concept to me. So if you can clarify or yeah, no, speak on that. No, I and I can actually hear the hurt in your voice as you said it. Yeah. And I really want to hold space for that because that is, um, that's painful. Yeah. And... <laughs> I'm going to try not to cry, but I already told y'all, full disclaimer, I'm a crier. It's so, fine. But I, it, it hurt. It stung, and I didn't want it to sting. I was just yeah. like, I know Pastor Tim ain't trying to help me. Ain't trying to hurt me. Yeah. He didn't say this to be, like, mean. Like, this is the most loving space I've ever heard somebody even say it in. But yeah. it hurts. Yeah. And I'm like, Lord, do you want me to be miserable? Like, yes, I have an attraction to men, but I also have an attraction to women. What if I fall in love with a woman? Yeah. With a woman? Yeah. I can't physically intimately experience that with her because you can't bless it or you can't dwell there. Yeah. So yeah, I just, it was just hard. Yeah. Well, um, first of all, thank you. Woo. Had to get that one out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm just going very slow on purpose Mm -hmm. because I'm not the guru, mm-hmm. answer it all, right. you know, jack in the box, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Wind me up and I'll just popcorn. Right. Um, I think, who who is that Jewish dude that like? Ben Shapiro? Ben Shapiro. Yeah. Like ben Shapiro is like the, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> I love Ben. He's just. His mind is brilliant, but I'm like, I'm not a debater. Mm-hmm. I don't like, you know, I'm not as, you know, I'm not like, I'm ready to challenge every worldview in the world. Cause right. y- you know what I mean? I just, I just know what scripture says. Right. And as clear as scripture is, I try to speak as clearly as that. Right. But I respect that. Yeah. 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 And I, you know, I came into this, you know, I was like, you know, Lord, I'm probably not going to get answers. Yeah. 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 But I at least need to share. Well, we need to talk about it. We need to talk about it. I need yeah. to share it yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's not just me. No, it ain't just you. Girl, please. <laughs> right. It's I, not just I me. I wish somebody would try to lie and say it's just you. That right. would be the most foolhardy thing in the world. There were, some, there were some women at your Baptist church that liked you too. Trust and believe. And I'm just like. So. You know, I just. Get that out there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so let me say this. Um, the Bible is black and white. Mm-hmm. And red. Mm-hmm. We are gray. Yeah. That's good. We're gray. That Bible is black and white. It says what it says. That's where all the going to hell comes from. It says what it says. (gasps) You going to burn hell. (laughs) You going to burn in hell if you don't get right with you. I just saw something. Some dude, he was like, I believe in the traditions where, where the women don't wear no makeup and the men ain't got a beard. And oh, and I was like, 
<laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, good Lord have mercy, sir. I can't wear makeup. I can't. Woo. I like a good red lip. You know what I'm saying? I don't understand I why. I like a guy with a beard. What's I, listen, if I shave my beard, Juliet's going to divorce me. Ooh. That's what she told me. Rough. So, rough. so um, uh, like the Bible, the Bible is black and white, mm-hmm. right? It says what it says. And it's red, right? Because right. he said what he said. Right. But we're gray. Mm-hmm. And trying to get gray into what is black and white mm-hmm. and red mm-hmm. is a bloody mess. Yeah. You're going to die a thousand times over. Mm-hmm. Right? And so as you were asking that question, because I'm an empath, right? And I'm a two. And so I'm like, oh, my God, Jen. <laughs> I know. Did you I feel it? I did feel it in my heart. My heart hurt so much. I needed like, you to sting the way I stung. Well, a little bit. I felt it. I felt it, and I'm, 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 and I'm thinking to myself, like, like, okay, so that sounds miserable. You're not the first person who has a same-sex attraction that has told me this. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a miserable existence. If that's the lot of my life for the rest of my life, I'm going to be miserable. Right. And you will be miserable mm-hmm. until you resolve it. And that's the thing. That's the that's the struggle. It's yeah. the reconciliation. It's the resolving part of it. And there's no clear way to get there. No, there's not. There's no steps. Yeah. Which is the frustrating part at, on top of everything else. Because it's like you want steps. Yeah. As a human, I yeah. want Okay, if yeah. I follow step A, B, yep. and C, I'll yep. get to the resolution. Of yeah, it. absolutely. But that's just not how life works. No, th- this this y- you you will you will get resolution to this while you are walking with Jesus, mm-hmm. and it will be resolved before you know it. Mm-hmm. Like you will literally, you'll literally turn around one day and be like, when did that get resolved? Right. And he'll be like, it was three miles ago, Jen. <laughs> Let's move on to the next <laughs> thing. You, you didn't even notice. Right. You didn't even notice that you stopped mourning this and grieving this in the way that you were. And it doesn't mean your attraction ever goes away. Because mm-hmm. this is the other thing that we, we got to stop doing with, with people that give their life to Jesus that uh, identify as Ooh, say bisexual, yes. trisexual, bisexual, right? All of that. Whatever the sexuals are. We, we, gotta, we, we, we have to stop believing that transformation means you get married to a man and have 14 kids. And that's how we know that you're really transformed. Like it just stops. Do, do you know how many DL pastors have a wife and four kids? Mm-hmm. And they bone dudes at hotels. Yeah. And and consider themselves not gay because they're the givers and not the receivers or the receivers, the receivers and not the, let me tell you, the, 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 the amount of depravity right. that our sinful nature can go into to right. justify what we're doing and why. Right. It's like, let's calm down, fam. If a person declares that Jesus is Lord and also says I have a same-sex attraction and it ain't going nowhere, Mm -hmm. we have to hold that space. 
Right. I'm gonna give you. Uh, I, I was preaching at a church once, and I was giving my testimony about the abuse and blah 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 and pornography and you know. And um, uh, this guy walks up to me with his wife, and I, you know, I've grown in my diplomacy mm-hmm. over the years. So that's my disclaimer before I tell this story. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I've grown. I've grown in my diplomacy over the years. But I preached this message, and I was talking about, you know, uh, I was a porn addict and all that kind of stuff. And this guy walks up to me with his wife. And he's like, I'm very uncomfortable with what you shared. And just the fact that, you, you know, you talked about the struggle that you have with porn. And I don't know if you're, you're, you're free from it. I, I don't know if you're looking at my wife in a lustful way. And before, you know how you say something, but it's already out your mouth. Before, like you hear it come out your mouth and you're like, no. All day. I did not. No. It is an all day how experience for me. You didn't say where was the stop gap? Like, like where was the quality assurance check on that sentence before it came out of my mouth? Before I could even catch it, it was already out of my mouth. I heard it come out of my mouth. And he said, I don't know if you're looking at my wife in a lustful way. I said, is your wife a porn star? <laughs> like, bro, calm down. Relax, man. Ain't nobody checking for your wife. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, oh, no, no, no more than if, if, if some, if, if a guy came out and said, well, well, I'm, I'm a, I believe in Jesus, but I'm gay to his men's group mm-hmm. right now. All, all of a sudden, all the men in the group yes. are like, <laughs> right. and then, and then the, the dude that has the same sex attraction has to be like, fam, right. I wouldn't get with you if you were the last dude on earth. Like, right. Just because I have a same sex attraction doesn't mean I'm a serial boner. Right. Like, I don't know exactly. why bone is my word today. It's so eighth grade. It's so eighth grade. I know it's so eighth grade. I love it though. It's so antediluvian. Like I'm 47, and that's I've the never word. Heard the word antediluvian? It's a delicious word. That's so cool. Yeah, I'm an- using it now. Yeah, antediluvian means antiquated or ancient. It's cool. I'm gonna use it in like my social circles just to sound like Girl, special. I stick with me. I got plenty of words that are just it. gonna fall out my mouth for no reason at all. But but just because it, if I have a porn addiction doesn't mean I want to have sex with every woman I see. Right. Um, especially the way that it was formed. My my porn addiction is uh, a part of a trauma bond mm-hmm. that helped me manage pain. Right. So it's it's not I'm walking around like <sighs> right. Every girl better stay away from me because <laughs> you could get got. Right, like that's not how right. this works. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, it's the same thing with like lesbians or bisexuals. Yeah, you yeah, say, yeah. You say lesbian or bisexual in a group of like Christian women. Yeah, and they're just like, mm. I'm like nobody. She wants must want you, and you're just looking like I don't know. I don't, you're I don't not my. You. You're not even my type. Like, I like brown hair, and you yeah. got like this weird <laughs> stringy blonde mess. I don't. I don't. I'm not into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I just, I, I feel like. Um, I'm so grateful we are having this conversation. I really am because um, uh, that the 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 hurt you felt Mm. sounds like it came from you grieving a reality. Yeah. Based on the way you've committed to live your life. Yeah. Yeah. And. The other, so the other thing was, you know, I've, I've had conversations with, you know, some family members about it, like very few of them. Mm-hmm. And, um, one of them with my cousin, she was like, you know, I don't want you to like claim that as an identifier. And I was just mm-hmm. like, I never 
plainly identify. Like I said, I didn't know yeah. it was a thing until yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a thing. Right, I, right, got, right. I got dragged out of the closet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. labeled it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now yeah. the label's on me. Yeah. But the problem with the label is that I just become mm. only the label and people only hear yeah. the label. Yeah. And they forget that I have layers. Yeah. I'm more than just bisexual gen. Yeah. I just happen to have yeah. the same sex attraction. Correct. That's absolutely correct. And I think that's the that's the other problem, especially when you are grieving something like that and then you have a family and you have family and yeah. family relationships. And then you have to like one of my biggest issues um, with I don't want to say big issue with my family, but one of my biggest fears. Yep. Thank mm-hmm. you for letting us know, Allie. Um, <laughs> one of my biggest um, fears with my family is that they won't that they'll forget all of me mm-hmm. and only focus on the one thing. Yeah. And that is like my biggest fear. Cause I'm like, you knew me, you yeah. know me, you know, several intimate parts of me. Yeah. But this, yeah, it's, it's the same way we cherry pick scripture. Like right. this is the one thing you're choosing to focus on when I'm like, that's not yeah. all of who I am. That just happens to be something that I deal with. So, so I want to, th- you bring up a, a incredibly important aspect of what it means to be a believer in Jesus Christ and the identifiers that we put around that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give you my, my statement and then I'll give you the, the context to it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that whatever word we put in front of believer or Christian mm-hmm. um, is an idol. Right. Right. So if I were to call myself a black Christian, mm-hmm. right, or identify uh, Embassy City as a black church. Right. Um, I just put my ethnicity in front of my mm-hmm. truest identity. My truest identity, once I give my life to Jesus, right. is that I am a believer in Jesus. My identity is actually in Christ. Right. Scripture says, you know what I'm saying? Right. You, you, you are now in Christ. Christ is now in you, right? Right. So, so I've had more black people leave Embassy City mm-hmm. during um, the process they would go to become residents of our community mm-hmm. because the statement I make is, if you love your ethnicity more than you love your identity in Christ, you have an idol. Right. Mm. And so, I remember you saying that. Yeah. I remember... Um, I think I think it was help. I'm horny where you said that or one of your podcasts. I, yeah, said a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and I remember you saying that and I remember thinking I was just like, well, I don't I've never put that. Yeah, in yeah, front yeah. Of, yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, but but you saying that helps helps to solidify the point. Right. Right. White Christian, black Christian gay Christian, right. this Christian, that Christian, like all these sub, these are all subcategories right. to the thing that identifies us. What identifies us is the fact that we all believe in Jesus. Right. Now the subcategories and the layers to that, right. the more you get to know me, you may find out that I got layers, that I got layers. Right. And some of those layers might be, Oh, well in my culture, right. this is the, these are the kind of things that we struggle with, right? right. Um, in my culture, these are the type of things that are challenges to us. Mm-hmm. In my subculture, these are the things that are important to 
the queer community, right. the black community, the Hispanic right. community, the Asian community, the white community, the Republican community, the mm -hmm. Democratic community, the wealthy community, the poor community, right. the homeless community, the disenfranchised community, the traumatized community, the abuse, right? So you, the, those that survive, <laughs> right, like, like the, 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 the subcategories are inexhaustible, right? Right. That like, um, they're, they're indefatigable. There's another good word for you. Right. Right. Like, like, like you, you could never exhaust the amount of subcategories. So why even put one out there? Right. Right. But I, what cannot be dismissed mm -hmm. is the truth of the experience that you're having. Right. And I just don't think that the, that, uh, most churches do a good job with the subcategories. Yeah. They get too scared. They're, they're too intimidated by them, right? Right. So you walk in and you say, hey, I believe in Jesus and I'm queer. Yes. Right? I, I have, I, I, I like women and men. Right. And um, I'm holding the tension of that. And people just automatically panic. Like, well, we have to do whatever we got to do. It's save you. <laughs> it's Operation Stop Liking Women. <laughs> operation Stop Being Attracted to Women. And it's like, hi, that's not, like, Okay, so let's let's take it out of it, this is I get on this and I get super passionate about it, right? I love so it. so 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 um I, I get really passionate about this uh because I am a I am a low key feminist mm -hmm. a little bit. Um and um like I am a huge advocate for uh people that are um uh trying to navigate their sexuality mm -hmm. Be because the, the the presupposition is that the only people trying to navigate their sexuality are homosexuals mm -hmm. heterosexuals are trying to navigate their sexuality right i got people that are hetero who have not had sex mm -hmm. in multiple years mm -hmm. ain't nothing wrong with them right they just can't figure themselves out their bodies out they're apprehensive and they have inhibitions and they're not they don't know how to access uh, you know express themselves sexually right. and so it locks them up and, and 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 so i'm like well why are we acting like only homosexuals are the ones trying to figure out and navigate their sexuality number one number two uh why are we acting like um uh homosexuals are the only ones that have to navigate their attractions because how, do we need to count how many more pastors have cheated on their wives yeah okay it's with the opposite sex it, does it make it better right or are we sitting up here thinking to ourselves well at least it was a girl and not a boy <laughs> but they do that though that's what i'm that's what i'm saying yeah. it's the hypocrisy it's crazy of not understanding the boundary as god would see it right so so i'm very um, um, I'm just, I just think this is important. Yeah. I'm gonna shut up now. <laughs> I just think it's so important that we have, uh, that this conversation is being had because, uh, I, I, I think we would all have better understanding. One of my life mantras, I'm going to say this all the time ad nauseum, people are going to be able to like finish my sentence. You keep rocking with this podcast. You're going to hear every story over and over again. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, uh, Proverbs 4, 7. 
Mm-hmm. I've got it memorized in good old King James Version, right? Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get an understanding. The B clause of that of that text, with all thy getting, get an understanding, has given me the mantra that context is king. Mm-hmm. That the more context you have, the more understanding you have. The more understanding you have, the less frustrated you can be with a situation. Yeah. Doesn't mean you're not disappointed. Doesn't mean you're not angry about it. it but but when you have context to where it's coming from you're like i know exactly why that's happening you, with you. it creates empathy yeah it creates empathy and i just feel like if uh y- y- you know in the same way in 2020 you know i was asking every white person do you even have a black friend right you know what i mean right because there's a difference between knowing a black person and having a black, a black friend. friend if you have a black friend then like are you actually friends th- that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying <laughs> if you have a black friend like you, you actually are in a relationship with a black person that's more than superficial. Like you work with them, right? Then there's no way that you won't empathize with the black community, right? If you have no gay friends, <laughs> you can't empathize. You can't empathize, and so everything becomes an issue that needs to be resolved, right? As opposed to a person that needs to be loved, walked yes. through, listened to, cared for, a lot of empathy for and we're going to have a lot of patience and and we're just going to walk through this right and it was um the other question because it was like okay well if i live this life and i I don't want to tell somebody who's queer like you're gonna you're gonna live a miserable life i I don't want to tell somebody that but i'm like how like our mission is to bring non-believers to christ that's right so how but we haven't been able to do that because we're just so scared to get to know people Correct. To ask the questions. Yeah. And I think it's a wild concept because you know, I know, we know that we're curious. Yeah, for sure. Even if you don't want to admit it to yourself, yeah. you want to know. Yeah. That's why there's such a, such a ooh yeah. with it yeah. because you're curious. For sure. Absolutely. It's completely opposite to what you know yeah. and you're curious and it's the unknown. Yeah. But because it's the unknown, you are naturally curious about it. Yeah. So instead of. Curious and or afraid. Curious, curious and afraid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And curiously afraid. Yes. I just had to curate the whole sentence. I love just, it. Love it. Makes me feel better. <laughs> um, but we're just so afraid to take that leap of faith mm-hmm. into the unknown to ask the questions. And, you know, even, and I used to think I was the most open-minded, you know, yeah. person in the world. Like, I know things and da, da 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 I'm so empathetic. And until God started really getting into my life and challenging me, yeah. I realized I was like, Oh, I'm actually afraid of the unknown. Yeah. But I would rather go into the unknown with my eyes closed, holding God's hand, be yeah. like, oh, just, I can't, I just can't, you know? Yeah. And at least here. Yeah, absolutely. At least here around me. Yeah. And then maybe I can crack my eye open one at a time. Yeah. I'm, I'm wildly comfortable with the uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but um, I, I am very, very comfortable intention mm-hmm. maybe it was because i want uh, you know my my life goal was to be in law enforcement um i want to be a homicide detective i don't know there, was, so there, there, there's some yeah and i actually i actually trained with a um former u.s marine scout force recon sniper um that's cool for four hours at a time and he puts me in very very uncomfortable situations i almost passed out the last time i was out there oh no yeah because of the heat and oh. i didn't have enough of that your lights and i almost fainted um and we made it. Ooh, ah. uh-huh. Right. So, so um, I, I, I feel like um, th- this conversation is helping, even though 
we're not giving like a concrete answer. Right. right. And that, I think that was what I wanted initially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everybody was asking me, well, what, do you, what do you hope to gain from this? Yeah. What do you hope to gain from talking to Pastor Tim in the basement? Yeah. Da, 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 da. I was just like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, you're asking me so many questions. I'm like, I, I don't know. Like, yeah. do I want clarity? Absolutely. We yeah. all want yeah. a legitimate answer. Yeah. But I would rather have a conversation and just get peace and knowing that I was heard, yeah. that I was seen yeah. rather than. And do you feel that? I do. I do feel seen. I do feel, you know, heard and feel like, you know, it was understood. Yeah. And I'm hoping that anybody watching this or listening to it feels seen and heard and feels like, okay, all right. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm not the only one. No, you're not. I, I, you know, I, I've, I've never had a same sex attraction. Mm -hmm. I, I very well could have mm -hmm. being that I was molested by a teenage boy. Um, and, and it, it didn't happen. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it, my attraction has never leaned in that direction. Mm -hmm. um, you said you grew up and as far as you can remember, you had an attraction to women. Mm -hmm. Growing up, as far as I can remember, I've had the capacity more than, to, to love more than one. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I have womanizing in my blood. It goes all the way back to um, my great, 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 probably five generations back, grandfather, who... Um, was white, mm -hmm. was married to a white woman, had two kids with her. Uh, then um, there was an illegal slave trade route that came up the Sabine River. Mm -hmm. It fed slaves to uh, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. Mm -hmm. And uh, he lived in East Texas, and uh, I guess all these slaves were coming off the boat. And um, he saw her. And he saw this black woman, African woman, and he was so smitten by her, he married her too. Two, keyword. Two, right? Yeah. So, so, and he had five children with the black wife. Mm -hmm. We got the court documents. You know, it says they didn't. This county didn't want to write wife, so they wrote concubine. Like <laughs> how you can't get any more King James than concubine, right? <laughs> like, concubine, right? <laughs> right. So, like, and this was like in the eighteen hundreds. Anyway, um, right. So he broke racism. Mm -hmm. Right. Clearly, because I mean, he didn't like buy her. He wasn't like he didn't make her her comfort. You know, like the house slave, the yeah. house slave that he favored and about to have all these light skinned babies with. Right. Um, he married her. And so, like, I, I think that's why I I get down with white people and, and love them so much. And they love me. Um, also, mm -hmm. womanizing. Mm -hmm. The average Ross man averages two wives. Mm. Okay. You, okay. Sorry. So, that's so, random thought in my head, so, yeah. um, uh, what I what I realized at a very early age, because I remember my first girlfriend um, that I cheated on, um, I was like probably like maybe 14 or 15, mm -hmm. I had this little girlfriend in high school. And then I went to Magic Mountain, Six Flags in California, it's called Magic Mountain. I went to uh, Magic Mountain and there was a girl there and she was cute. And then we started dancing and like she moved in to kiss me and I didn't care that I had a girlfriend at the time. Right. And, mm -hmm. but then like, this is so juvenile, but then she gave me like three hickeys. Mm -hmm. So then when I came home, I had to wait till the hickeys disappeared before I saw my girlfriend again, because she would have been like, where'd you get them hickeys from? And so then I started lying and this pattern started forming. Right. And what, but what I realized was, that my 
um, the reason why it was so easy for me to cheat was because my core traumas were um, abandonment Mm -hmm. and attachment. Mm -hmm. Those are the two core traumas that happened because of the abuse that I experienced. And so the narrative that is always that has always been on this constant loop at a subconscious level is um, if I am, a, if, if I'm not attached, I will be abandoned. And if I'm abandoned, then I will be alone. Mm-hmm. And, and before I'm going to be alone, I have to attach myself to someone or something. Mm-hmm. Well, the enemy was able to move into that and it became someone's. Mm-hmm. And and the thing became pornography, which my um, EMDR therapist told me is the like literal uh, nuclear weapon mm-hmm. for those that have abandonment and attachment issues because porn um, uh, satisfies two lies at once. Number one, it'll I'll always be here. Right. Your favorite clip will always be there. Your favorite scene will always be there. Your favorite actor or actress will always be there. They could die. Mm-hmm. The scene's still there, right. right? So you won't be abandoned by me. Right. And now we have this false attachment. Right. It fills in a. It fills in that. Um, and it doesn't quite fill it in, but it feels like it fills in that loneliness. Yep. Exactly. And it it takes up space, but only for a specific amount of time. Yeah. In that specific moment. Yeah. And then. It's over. Yeah, exactly. And that's where the addiction comes from. You got to keep That's correct. watching it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Just like it's it's wild. Yeah, so the and with the masturbation, it's a false sense of connection because mm-hmm. cuz you're just connecting to yourself. Right. Which isn't the bond mm-hmm. that God asked for. Right. It's not what he created, it's not what he manufactured, right? Mm-hmm. So when you think about that in terms of um sexuality, you think about that in terms of attraction. You think about that in terms of how God created us as sexual beings mm-hmm. to connect with each other. Right. It is, it is absolutely miserable and will continue to be miserable right. if I don't agree with him. Right. Mm-hmm. The moment I stop start agreeing with him my misery starts to wane Mm -hmm. and now I'm left with how do I manage this to ensure I am well and and you have some choices so I want to say this as well I have people that believe in Jesus and have same-sex attractions that have literally said if I cannot be Mm -hmm. with a man and I'm a man, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to be celibate for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Okay. If I'm a woman and I can't be with a woman, I'm just going to be celibate for the rest of my life. The thought of even being with somebody of the opposite sex gives me the creeps. Right. Okay. Um, That's a decision. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's a decision that Paul actually prescribes, recommends in 1 Corinthians chapter number 7. I know you're still in Genesis, but you'll get there eventually. <laughs> but in 1 Corinthians chapter number 7, Paul literally says, um, I wish 
all of y'all would be like me and be single. Like Paul wasn't married. Mm-hmm. Like he, he chose celibacy. Mm-hmm. That way you could give yourself to the Lord and blah, 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 blah. Well, celibacy, celibacy sounds painful. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Right? Yeah. Celibacy, celibacy sounds painful. So if that is the case, here's what, here's what I believe, and I, and I believe it because I have examples, examples that I can't say, you know, Robert and Tasha, right? I can't give out names, but, right. but I know people that have same-sex attractions that was like, listen, okay, I can't go without sex. Right. But according to scripture, I can't have sex. Right. The way I want to have sex. Right. But I'm going to need this sex. And the Lord said the only way I can get it is in a marriage between a man and a woman. Right. So as much as this is antithetical to the way I feel and the way I feel I'm wired, mm-hmm. I'm about to go get it. And God, who plays the most masterful game of chess of all time, mm-hmm. is literally like, cool, so happy you opened up to that option. Here's this person. And and you're like, that person? like really? That person, I'm like, now I got to tell them I have a same-sex attraction. I got to tell them that this is my past and I've been with people of the same sex and it's going to be a deal breaker. I'm telling you right now, second date, it's all over. I'm going right. to just eat this burger this first date and I'm going to just smile and nod. You know what I mean? Like, so right. tell me about you. I was born in Michigan. Like, I'm not giving you nothing past this, you know what right. I mean? Third date, fourth date, fifth date. And then I actually, I remember, I'll never forget this phone call I got from a friend of mine who... He called me crying like, I really like this girl, and but I got to tell her. I said, bro, just tell her. She's going to be, you going to go get her and tell her, like, guys. She's not going to understand. <laughs> like, it, he was a hot mess. And I'm like, bro, tell her. Because mm-hmm. if this is the Lord, she's going to be fine with it. Right. I can't, if she rejects me, I mean, it takes a lot, right? It takes right. a lot. So he calls her. And he tells her. And she's like, boy, I already knew that. Okay, but she ain't got to be like that. Well, That's exactly how her, <laughs> that's, she was like, I already knew that. And I still love you. That's sweet. And if this is like, yes, I want this relationship. Mm-hmm. He was God smacked. Like he could not, he was like, what? Right. So, so I feel like, okay, so let me progress with this so the ones that have literally gotten married mm-hmm. they have had the most mature grown-up conversations about how sex needs to be mm-hmm. for them right that's as far as i'm gonna go with that conversation because the marriage bed is undefiled right right and they 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 have found a way to be sexually compatible mm-hmm. even with right. a same-sex attraction right because they want to honor god Right. And in honoring God, they realize I got two ways to honor him, right. whether I'm hetero or homo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. If I want to have any he- uh, if I want to have any sexual expression, hetero or homo, it's going to have to be done in a marriage. Mm-hmm. And that marriage is going to have to be between a man and a woman. Right. That ain't changing. Right. These are the breaks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anybody knows that reference. No, I don't. Sorry. Gen X. You're gonna have I to. wanted to like dance to it, but I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yasmin, thank you for, thank you. I feel seen by you. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Yasmin is my silent 
partner in crime on this episode. I love it. Um, how does that land on you? You know, my gears are turning. Yes. They're turning in a lot of ways. And it's not like I'm rejecting it. No, no, absolutely. It's not a rejection. It's just like, well, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, it's just and it's, But, you know, I... It's hard because I'm like, okay, I'm I'm bisexual. But I, I like men and I like I like women. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's not hard for me to see myself yep. with a man. Yeah. And then, but you know, I'm thinking about, I'm trying to separate myself from other people because I can't I can't be in their story. Yeah, for sure, I absolutely. Can only be in my own story. That's but, absolutely correct. But my feelings, yes, want to be sure. in this other story. Yes. Like, well, how does that work for them? Yeah. Da, 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 da. It wants yeah. to go through all these things. I'm yep. like, that's got to be between them and God, and that's, that's going to be have to absolutely be a let go, let God thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, my gears are turning. And yeah. I'm just kind of like. Interesting. Those are different perspectives. Yeah, and it's not a, it's not a cut and dry answer, but it's, not at all. But it's yeah, it does heal. Yeah, it does. Like okay, okay. Yeah, it's not like the end of the world. God, I know God loves me, and I if I cling to Facts. that, I know God will make a way yeah. because He's shown me that He will make a way. Yeah. But sorry, do I want to say but? No, you want to say and and mm-hmm. and, you know. It's it's the like you were talking about the grieving of yeah. that life. Yeah. Because I mean I mean when you give your life over to Christ, you you essentially do grieve. I think that's another <laughs> thing we also don't we don't talk about. We don't talk about you grieve your past life. And like I literally have been going through seasons where I'm grieving this past me. I mm-hmm. see this other me that can't go into the place that I need to go dying. Mm. And it's sad yeah it's scary yeah it makes me not want to get comfortable being uncomfortable yeah it makes me not want to step into the unknown it makes me want to get take breaks yep 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 yep. and so but i want yeah because i i have this i've given my life to christ because i want it yeah that's right he let me choose yeah that's right and i want to go this direction but the grieving yeah it's just like i'm i'm seeing pieces of me die away yeah and it's it's very, it's a spooky kind of chilling feeling. Okay, so so this, you have, you, you have, oh my goodness, this is, oh my goodness. This might be my favorite pop <laughs> ever. Um, yes. Yeah, they, your dogs agree. Yes. I, um, uh, I, I think, I think every Christian should write an obituary. Oh, that's great. That's good. For their old life. Yeah. We should make it a practice that when people give their life to Jesus and we say that your life is now crucified with Christ, that, you know, when you go down in the water to be baptized, your old life is being buried. You're coming up new. You're having a resurrection. But can I can I take it a little bit further than Please. that? Please. I think it shouldn't just be one obituary because we go through seasons. So, like... You need to keep writing that yes. obituary. Keep writing it. Because I'm like, you know. It's not a one and done it's thing. It's not a one and done thing. Like, oh. I, I I, feel like I, you know, I've let go of some things. And then, yeah. you know, the next thing I'm like, oh, I got to deal with this. Like, yeah. I'm tired. Yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, you want me to take a bite of this too? Yeah, exactly. And, right. you know, you got to keep writing that obituary. You got to keep. But see, that's the other part of the work mm. is that you have to. Um, I think. A, and maybe it's just me. I know for me, I've. I've. I'm comfortable with my feelings. I'm a four, okay? I'm very comfortable with my feelings and getting into the dark spaces of my feelings, acknowledging it, seeing it for what it is. And the work for me as a four is to 
not let my feelings take over my whole life. Yeah. But then you've got other people who do not want to get comfortable yep. with those feelings. Yep. They don't want to talk about <laughs> it. They don't want to see it. They don't want to touch it. It's just like, ew, yeah. it's icky. Yeah. And so when you have people like that and you talk about grieving, nobody wants to grieve. Right. It's not like, I don't want to grieve. Yeah. But getting people to that point. All right. So, so here, th- this song just volunteered to be uh, sang, which is not going to be, I'm not going to sing it good, but I'm, but, but I'm, I want to get to the last three words, but I want to sing the whole refrain to get to the last three words. Christ alone, cornerstone, weak made strong in the Savior's arms through the storm. He is Lord, Lord of all. That's what he's coming for. Mm -hmm. He is coming into our life. Not to be Lord of some of it. He is coming into our life to be Lord of all. Lord of your sexuality. Mm -hmm. Lord of your desires. Lord of your pettiness. Lord of your insecurities. Mm -hmm. Lord of of your weaknesses, Lord of your failures, Lord of your strength. He's coming to be Lord of all or not at all. Yeah. And that and that's the thing, you know, you can't take that commitment to give your life to Christ so lightly. And I think that was that was the other thing was like before I gave my life to Christ, quote unquote again, I was just like, I, you know, I don't know. I'm just be like, all right, God, this, all these feelings feel great right now. Right. Really holy space. That's right. Everybody's feeling good. Yeah. I want to go give my life to you because it sounds good. Yeah. But I was just like, you know, I got trust issues. Yeah. And you say you're love, but I don't necessarily think you're love. Yeah. Because I've only seen you from this point of view. Yeah. And then I have to make a commitment with you to go with you. Yeah in these, this new pathway to address my trust issues, to address my loneliness and my craving for love. Yeah. And that is not like that. If you're going to make that commitment, don't make it lightly, which I think that's, I just feel like, you know, we shouldn't just push children into giving their life to Christ. I agree. Because I'm just like, you gotta, you gotta, when they're like a certain age and they don't quite understand, it's easy to, for I can see a lot of children who are probably like a lot like me at that point thinking, well, I don't want to go to hell, so yeah. I'm going to go yeah. get dunked in some water. Yeah, and that's exactly. not how it works. That's not how it works. That's not, that's not how you create a relationship with God. And no. I'm like, I'm thankful that in th- I was truly baptized yeah. at my 29 years, 30 years, yeah. or whatever, um, and really have a relationship with Christ and understanding that it's so specifically intimate yeah. to me. Yes, it is. And... I think that's the beauty that I see of it. And I think yeah. that's the other thing that's not communicated to people. They think it's, it's a one size fits all kind yeah. of love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not, he makes it cause he knows all the hairs on my head. Yes, he, does. he knows me specifically and he knows what way, how to reach me in a yeah. specific way. That's right. And he makes it very intimate for me yeah. to, to accept his love, to learn how to trust him. Yeah. And he takes me through these steps and yes, do I have to grieve Yeah. through the steps that he's taking me, but yeah. I would rather do that. Grieve past Jen and say, I love you. 
you were you were there what I, you were what I needed for that pastime. But you are blessing my whole soul. <laughs> I promise you. Keep talking. I'm just dang, girl. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but it, but I mean, I think that's the other thing. People often think about grieving themselves and don't give thanks to that past person because I needed Jennifer to be like that in that season. Let me tell you something. Little Timmy helped me survive. Yeah. Until I got Christ. Yeah. Like now it was it was sloppy. Yeah. Right. I would I would rather Little Timmy never picked up a porn magazine and found his penis start playing with it right right um but i made it right you know what i'm saying we're here and i got to jesus and and he goes okay now you can put your toys away and see god also loves that past me too of course or he wouldn't have died for him exactly and it's just like it all ties in together and like you know holy spirit's really good because he's just like giving and i'm just like okay lord i'm like you know he you gave me all of that and you're like you know you don't have to be mad right at passion that's right you don't have to think that passion was a bad person she was a person yeah she was a human yeah born into sin yeah that's right you was gonna have these issues regardless absolutely but she got you here yes she made up your layers yes you she's made up the person that you are today yeah just some of that has to die yeah because we can't take it into this new season all right so 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 my brain is dancing right because i'm thinking about i'm thinking about um where jesus found peter Mm -hmm. jesus found peter washing his nets yep right Mm -hmm. he found matthew uh also called levi he found him in a tax collector's booth he found Nathaniel, well, Andrew found Nathaniel under a tree and then brought him to Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Like these people were living life, mm-hmm. right? The, Jesus found him where he found him. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't like, can't believe you've been under here under this tree. Ain't been working for me, right? Like right. He, he was like, I'm so glad you're here. Right. So wherever he finds you, he's just so glad you're here. Right. What we have to be comfortable with is him taking us there. Yes. Wherever there happens to be. Yes. Yeah. And that's more work. That is work. It's work. Yo, Jen. Dang. <laughs> we could talk for hours. No, you you have you have blessed. You have blessed me. That was the goal. I'm glad. Well, I, I want you to hear that because it sounds like you went through some spiritual warfare to get here. I did, yes. And I, I do receive it. I do receive it. And that's another thing I'm working on is receiving. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. And I do receive it. And I was like, I like this is some spiritual warfare. The, it is. The feelings, the, the, just all of that. And I was just like, Lord, I, I, I want to back out so bad. Yeah. I want to I wanna not do this yeah. at all. Yeah. Like, I want to call him up right now and be like, you know what? On second thought. Yeah. This isn't for me, but I'm like, if I don't do this, I know if I don't do this, yeah, somebody ain't getting blessed. Yeah, for whether sure. Whether it's me, whether it's Tim, whether it's the people in the room, the yeah. people watching, yeah, somebody missing out on a blessing, and I don't want to be responsible, yeah. for somebody missing out on a blessing. Yeah, for sure. So I'm like, I'm gonna be obedient. Yeah, and you know how hard that is for me because I don't like I don't like being told what to do. Yeah, but I'm gonna do it. Yeah. You told me to do it. Yeah. You didn't let me back out. So yeah. I'm just okay. No takesies, backsies. All right. We in here. That's so dope. So. Hey, um, uh, this just hit me. So I'm I'm just gonna go with it. Uh you have Cash App? Yes. You have Cash App? Okay. So I'm gonna send you a thousand dollars. 
Okay. And I'm going to send you $1,000. Y'all drove down here by faith, did not know what you was going to get into. And I just felt like I need to bless you on your way back. That is. Ooh, I don't even have the words. I'm not even. It's a lot. That's a lot. I love you both. We I love, love you, you back. both. And um, I'm going to be praying for you. Because what, what, what we found out once we started this is that Satan hates the basement. <laughs> look. Listen. Look. I know he hates everybody. I know he hates every church. I didn't this know he basement? hated basements, too. No, listen. He hates this basement. Oh, trust me. When I say that spiritual warfare was for real, he did not want me to come Telling down here. You. I was just like, if you don't want me to come down here, I must need to come down he, here. He don't <laughs> want nobody to get down here. Because once you get down here, you, you see clearer. You get free. You see clearer. All the stuff. So, so yo, I love you. Jen, you are an amazing human being. Thank you. And I'm so grateful for the journey that you're on. And, yo, keep in touch. Let me know how it's going. I will. And, like, I can't wait to see what God does with you. It's going to be. Oh, it's going to be so good. I know. I just, it's going to be so good. And can I just say, I really, truly thank you for the basement. I thank you for that help me, I'm horny sermon, despite what my feelings were. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I thank you for the basement specifically. Yeah. Because I, it's been healing me every step of the way. It's been opening up my mind to things and yeah. to other people and really stretching my empathy and stretching Good. me as a person. Good. So I can only imagine what it's doing for other people, for other basement dwellers. Yeah. So I really thank you for taking, doing your obedience step and in doing this. Thank you. Thank well, you. I love you so much. Love you too. Yo, I love y'all. Till next time. Peace. Peace.